You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. What's up? This is your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. Hey, I'm Christina Wallace. And I'm Kate Scott Campbell. And you're listening to The Limit Does Not Exist. A podcast for human Venn diagrams. Coming at you every single Monday. And hosted by us. Are you a multi-potentialite? If you love our show, you probably are. So stick around and we will confirm your diagnosis. That's right, Dr. Christina. Today we're talking with Emily Wapnick, author of How to Be Everything, founder of PuttyLike.com, and all-around multi-potentialite. If that name rings a bell, it's not surprising. We've discussed Emily's work more than once on our show already, and we are so excited to have her with us to talk about her new book and unpack some common challenges of being interested in many things. Mm-hmm. Like, for example, what do you do when you want to make a big career change, but you're scared to start over? Or you're starting out on your professional career path for the first time and don't know where to begin. Plus, we talk about the engineering required for some of the larger-than-life dresses at the Met Costume Institute Gala, thanks to a tip from one of our Twitter followers. And we give a shout-out to a former The Limit Does Not Exist guest who has a fun new book out. Yes, so exciting. 
exciting. And there's a giveaway. Christina, there's a giveaway. Woo! Free books. Always exciting. Stick around to the end and you'll figure out how to enter. Absolutely. Let's get to it. Let's do it. Hey, Christina. Hey, Kate. Hi, Emily. Hi. (laughs) Oh, man. I'm so excited about this episode today. I just wanted to say that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, I I think it is pretty exciting. We've been talking about Emily Wapnick since last summer when (laughs) we first discovered her TED Talk. So it feels pretty momentous to finally have her on the show today. Yeah. Emily, has your nose been itching or have your ears been burning? Those are, I think those are... (laughs) What happens when people... Is that how that works? I think so. <laughs> um, yes, I think. <laughs> um, I'm so excited to be here. I was, you know, I, I kind of listened to what you guys were doing when you first started and you mentioned my TED Talk and yes. thought it was great and sort of, you know, got busy with other things. And when I knew I was going to be on your show, I checked back in and you guys are doing some amazing work. Like, super cool. I'm going to recommend this to all of my multi-potentialite friends. So. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I I am just blushing over here. <laughs> uh, and I'm just so excited to hear you say multipotentialite. We can't wait to unpack that with you. Before we do that, we want to give a couple of shout outs. Christina, who are we shouting out today? Well, so I just have to give a fabulous shout out to Schmandyface, yes. partially because I just love your Twitter handle, <laughs> Schmandyface, but also because she tweeted at us this amazing thread of this wonderful woman who does textile arts talking about the engineering required for the gowns at the Met Institute costume ball. It was just so on point. She said, I think this is absolutely a thread for Admiral Hopper and <laughs> uh, Math Brain. Kate's video. So we, we retweeted it. So if you are interested in looking at some of the engineering and the physics and the math behind some of the great gowns on display at this year's Met Costume Institute Gala, go check that out on Admiral Hopper. Yeah, I love that. I happen to know Schmandy Face is actually Mandy Case. She's a fabulous improviser in Los Angeles. Uh, So excited to have her listening to the show. Thank you, Mandy. And I just love that this was brought up because, you know, sometimes, obviously, the Met Gala is such a huge spotlight on fashion. And I think it was last year that the theme, you know, there's always a theme. Last year, it was fashion in an age of technology. But absolutely Mm -hmm. right to this tweet that fashion is technology. It is a type of technology in and of itself. And to really appreciate the builds and what goes in to these extraordinary dresses and and mm-hmm. beyond, right, that you get to see is just uh, oh, totally. such a cool and appropriate lens, right, to look through. Well, especially as you think about like the textiles, the feathers, the fabrics, that this is so much harder to try to make some of these <laughs> sculptural looks, especially because they have to move with the body. They have to be wearable. And then there's all the internal things that you don't see, like boning. It's really actually a feat of engineering. And I love that people are pointing out that fun intersection of engineering and fashion, even though it looks maybe effortless, it is far from it. So um, thanks, Schmandy Face, for finding (laughs) that wonderful wonderful thread. Also, speaking of physics, Mm -hmm. we want to give a shout out to former guest Lauren Gunderson, whose children's book, Dr. Wonderful and her dog, Blast Off to the Moon, 
is out. It came out just a week or two ago. You may remember Lauren is a playwright who likes to write about scientists and mm-hmm. women in math and physics and all sorts of uh, great backgrounds like that. She wrote this wonderful children's book with Dr. Wonderful, a little girl, and her dog, Newton, a corgi, by the way, <laughs> who blasts off to the moon to study the different phases of the moon and other things about lunar science. The science is solid. I blurbed the book. You should check it out. It's a really great book. <laughs> That's absolutely right. I have to say that the book is like waiting in a package for me at my house, and it just feels like it's Christmas morning. I am so <laughs> excited to break this open. It was so cool that we got to hear Lauren talking about it, and now to see it in the flesh is just so, so rad. So hooray, it Lauren. for ages four to eight, but honestly, yeah. I really enjoyed it. So I'm just saying, as the don't, daughter, don't let that limit you. Oh, I was going to say, as the daughter of a children's librarian, which is what I am, I never get tired <laughs> of children's books or story time, honestly. Amazing. Amazing. <laughs> so we're going to skip an article this week. I know we usually start by discussing an article. We're going to skip that and you will figure out why in the second half of this episode. And we just want to dig right in and get started with Emily. So let's start with your TEDx talk. That's how yes. we first discovered you. <laughs> it's called Why Some of Us Don't Have One True Calling. And it opens with a question, what did you want to be when you grow up? And oh. how old were you when you were first asked that question? And how that question causes anxiety oh for my people. Gosh. So true. So mm-hmm. true. And yeah. as you say, the problem isn't that you didn't have any interests. The problem for you is that you had too many interests. So when did you hit upon this concept of what you have called a multi-potentialite? Yeah. So growing up, I actually really worried about the fact that I had a lot of different passions and kind of seemed to become interested in one thing and get to be pretty good at it and then start to lose interest and then jump to something that I felt was totally unrelated. And I really worried that I would never be able to figure out, you know, how to pick something for my career. And I thought I'd eventually have to choose one thing and kind of deny all of my other passions. And I had all of these anxieties. I also worried just personally, like, what this means about me. <laughs> am I, you know, am I, am I someone who's unable to commit? Like, am Are I, you flawed? Yeah. Am I flaky? <laughs> Is there something wrong with me? I had all of these concerns. And I didn't realize that there were other people out there like this. I felt very alone, which I now know is is pretty common. Mm. It's it's pretty common for multi-potentialites to, to just feel like they're mm. the only ones out there like this. And I think I realized that this was a thing in my mid-20s when I started. I, I kind of decided I was going to see if there was a way to make this work. You know, if this is the way that I'm wired... I started to wonder, like, are there other people out there who are doing many things and are successful and have financial stability and get to explore? And could I learn from them? And so I started blogging on my site, Putty Like, and sharing what I was learning. And I, I very quickly realized that this is an idea that resonates with a lot of people. People started kind mm. of coming out of the woodwork and being like, oh, yeah, m- me too. And I also didn't realize there was anyone else out there like this. And the term multipotentialite comes from the word multipotentiality, which is a term in psychology used to refer to people who display aptitudes across multiple disciplines. So it's kind of like a fun play on that word. 
I love that so much. And when I first saw your TED Talk, Emily, and you kicked it off with that question that Christina mentioned, when did somebody ask you what you want to be when you grow up? That was such a light bulb moment for me of, oh, yeah, I think we've unpacked on this show, like these things that happen in our lives and are sort of part of culture that, you know, you hear and you take as like normal, like you should know what you Mm -hmm. want to be when you grow up when you're a kid, just because someone is asking that. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, it was one of those moments where it's like, oh, yeah, just because someone's asking that doesn't mean that there needs to be a neat answer to Mm -hmm. it. Right? Yeah. And it's also like, What's implicit in that question is the need to answer with one thing, mm-hmm. especially as yeah. you get older, it becomes less acceptable to like rattle off six different things that you want to be. And so the <laughs> message that we learn is that you need one answer. You really need mm-hmm. to pick one thing. Well, also, there's a little bit in there as well, you know, as you point out in your talk, it's just sort of a question that adults pose to kids Mm -hmm. as like a way of talking to them. (laughs) But I certainly recall every time I got asked that question and I gave a different answer from the one I gave the time before, that inconsistency was pointed out to me as Mm. though my changing interests were problematic when I was like eight years old. And I was like, I know I said I wanted to be president last time. Now I want to be an astronaut. A, it doesn't mean I still don't want to be president. It could be sequential here. And B, like, why are you not allowing me to change and develop? I haven't even reached middle school yet. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's really silly and and really harmful as well. Well, Mm -hmm. yeah, certainly at the age that I was first asked that question, I knew about like 10 jobs that existed. (laughs) Astronaut and president were two of them. what your parents do, what you see (laughs) on cartoons, and what like, you know, firefighter, teacher, (laughs) milkman. (laughs) Totally. So it's like there's only a limited pool to draw from in the answer. (laughs) This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, snag a job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On-demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, snag a job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snag a job is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. 
So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com iHeart. That's LifeLock.com iHeart to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Spectrum One is a big deal. You get Spectrum Internet with the most reliable internet speeds, free advanced Wi-Fi for enhanced security and privacy, and a free Spectrum Mobile Unlimited line with nationwide 5G included, all while saving big. For the big speed, big reliability, and big savings you want, get Spectrum One. Just $49.99 a month for 12 months. Visit spectrum.com slash big deal for full details. Offer subject to change. Valid for qualified residential customers only. Service not available in all areas. Restrictions apply. You're listening to The Limit Does Not Exist with Christina Wallace and Kate Scott Campbell. Now back to our conversation with Emily Wapnick. Emily, tell us more about your background. So we know that you grew up in Canada and you've written about and you write about how you identify as living in the in-between. So we have a term on The Limit Does Not Exist that we call living at that intersection of your human Venn diagram. Mm -hmm. So kind of tell us about your background getting to where you are now and some of the things that are in your Venn diagram. Sure. So in high school, I liked a lot of different subjects, namely English and math. And I also played guitar and sang in a band that I was pretty serious about. And I <laughs> built websites and had a lot of different creative projects. Love it. Um, what was your band's name? <laughs> oh, Frustrated Telephone Operator. <gasps> oh, that is such so a good band. Oh, good. <laughs> FTO. Uh, we, were, we were a punk band. Awesome. I was so hoping you were going to say that. Amazing. <laughs> yeah. And so after high school, I, um, I jumped around a little bit. I studied art, visual arts, and then I kind of majored in communication studies with a minor in music. And then I ended up graduating with, um, I sort of dropped the minor and focused in on communications and specialized, uh, which is a funny 
way to be using that term, but I specialize in film production. Mm. And um, after that, I, in my last year of undergrad, I had randomly taken um, a communications law class and had become interested in law randomly enough. Uh, it just seemed like a very different way of looking at the world. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I went to law school and uh, got a law degree. And after that, I did not become a lawyer. I just, <laughs> of course. Talk um, about a very specialized feel. <laughs> like yeah. You pick law, and then you pick a part of law, and then you pick a piece of that part of law, and, you know, go down yeah. that rabbit hole. I mean, well, I was in law school. I definitely had to do things to kind of use the other parts of my brain. So it is very specialized. And I found myself producing a, a comedy web series at the same time um, <laughs> just to kind of like exercise the more creative part of my brain and not that law isn't creative but it's like a different type of creativity mm-hmm. and I remember my, like my classmates being like what do you what was there like a point during law school that you realized that you didn't want to be a professional lawyer or did that when did that happen like was there a light yeah. bulb moment I think in my second year, I just really realized that that wasn't the life that I wanted. Mm. And people were starting to do their interviews at different law firms. And I remember people saying things like, because we had options, we had the option to take outside classes. We had, we could take a certain number of credits in other fields. And I remember people saying like, don't do that. Because when you go for your interviews at law firms, they're going to be like, why did you take a Shakespeare class? Like, they're going to think that you're not serious. <sighs> and I just was like, are you are you kidding me? Like, <laughs> really? Um, and yeah, I think I just realized, like, the uh, that just wasn't the life that I wanted. And I was also – law school did give me a few really useful skills, though, that I still use. I think it made me a stronger writer and it made me better at being persuasive and – if I need to write an application or even a blog post now, I, I feel like those skills help. Mm-hmm. Um, and it also introduced me to the, funny enough, it introduced me to the idea of owning a business because I took mm. this music policy class, which was a totally weird class for law school. It was this small interdisciplinary seminar that one of my favorite teachers, who was totally a multi-potentialite, was involved in. And we got into these groups of, it was like law students, music students, business students, and art students. And we had to come up with a business plan for a business that uh, challenges the mainstream music industry's model. So that just like opened up my eyes to, you know, the world of entrepreneurship. And um, I loved the interdisciplinary collaboration. And I was like, oh, I'm I think I might move in this direction. <laughs> that sounds like an amazing class. First yeah. of all, awesome. Um, yeah. Second of all, I, you talk a little bit, uh, you know, in your writing about finding where the other multipotentialites are, like going to those places where those people hang out. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, to your point, the best place to find them when you're in grad school are like, who are the kids who are cross-registering in other schools or for other classes? Because I was at business school and got to cross-register at the law school and the public policy school. And everyone's like, what are you doing? Why not just take business classes? And I was like, why would I only take business classes? That yeah. sounds so boring, right? <laughs> and I feel like that's a perfect way to find who your people are because they're the ones cross-registering. Yeah, yeah, totally. And that was one of the strategies that when I was writing my book, um, I interviewed a lot of multi-potentialites and some of them said that they've kind of found 
their field by looking to see where the other multi-potentialites hang out? Like if there are any kind of schools of thought or, quote, specialties within the field where <laughs> people who are into many things tend to gravitate. Mm-hmm. And that could be a, a great approach. Yeah. Oh, so I love that. what do your parents do? Have you had any like teachers or mentors or maybe your parents who, who helped you figure out this path? Um, my parents are both professors. Oh, <laughs> awesome. So the way that that helps is that there was no real pressure to like do something practical. Because, <laughs> you know, all roads lead towards academia. Like you can study whatever you want and yeah. it'll all lead towards being a professor if you want it to. <laughs> it told, what what uh, which, did they teach? Um, my mom teaches psychology. My dad, he's retired now, but he taught music education. Oh, cool. Do they both have PhDs? Yeah. But that's like specializing in the extreme, right? To stick all the way through a PhD, that requires quite a bit of of tenacity and specialization. Yeah. I mean, I think it depends what you do your PhD in. I think some Mm. fields are more open than others. Like my dad, music education, I think, is a little bit broader because you're already there combining two things. Mm Mm-hmm. But yeah, and then in terms of of mentors, I definitely had a couple teachers growing up. Um, One of them was the one that I just mentioned who um, ran this music policy class in law school and was totally, she like totally didn't fit in with the rest of the faculty. Like she had a background in engineering and was really involved in kind of the intellectual property like music scene like music mm-hmm. festivals and stuff in Montreal and um, and another was in high school I had a teacher who was both my math teacher and English teacher and oh. um, she was really cool I'm still in touch with both of them yeah they were great mentors that's awesome that's really really cool I, I you know I love your breakdown of the different career approaches for multipotentialites that you've written about we've talked about it on this show there's the group hug approach and the Einstein approach and the slash approach and I think you've renamed the serial approach the Phoenix approach mm-hmm. so what would you say sort of you've fallen into in in your career do you fall into one of those in terms of where you were you know from law school and where you are now um, I think I'm sort of a hybrid between the Phoenix approach and the group hug approach right now. Mm. Anyway, Um, the Phoenix approach, because I definitely have noticed in my life that I tend to have like four to five year cycles Mm. where I'll become really interested in a particular area for about that length of time. And then I'll, I'll switch. But right now, I mean, I've been doing my work at Putty like for six and a half years and I haven't gotten bored yet. So um, (laughs) maybe we'll see if I still, I think I probably still do fit into the Phoenix thing, but right now I'm definitely doing the group hug approach because I can write or speak or do coaching or lead online communities. And um, I do a lot of different things and um, yeah, like I, I integrate my, my design skills and, uh, like I mentioned earlier, my legal skills from time to time. And I feel like writing and speaking to multi-potentialites allows me to touch on different topics, too, because uh, we tend to struggle with a lot of different things. So there's, like, mm-hmm. work and career, creativity, productivity, uh, fear, self-doubt, dealing with other people who don't understand. Like, there's a lot of different things I can focus on. So I feel mm-hmm. like... Um, 
what I'm doing now is is pretty smooshy. <laughs> well, and and you know, just to kind of break down that group hug approach is what you talk about when you can smush, you know, as many of your interests together as possible in what you're doing in your career, right? And that that Phoenix approach is sort of the approach of, as you mentioned, you're you're focused on something for about four or five years, and then you shift in a different direction or zig or zag in a different direction. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do, too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring with access to over 6 million active hourly workers snag a job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs on demand tempt to hire part-time or full-time you name the position warehouse worker retail associate grocery store clerk fitness trainer baker stylist bellhop podcast producer yeah snag a job's got a worker for that with our easy to use platform you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard right snag a job is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly so visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Spectrum One is a big deal. You get Spectrum Internet with the most reliable internet speeds, free advanced Wi-Fi for enhanced security and privacy, and a free Spectrum Mobile Unlimited line with nationwide 5G included, all while saving big. For the big speed, big reliability, and big savings you want, get Spectrum One. Just $49.99 a month for 12 months. Visit spectrum.com slash big deal for full details. Offer subject to change. Valid for qualified residential customers only. Service not available in all areas. Restrictions apply. 
Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Now let's head back to our conversation with Emily. Do you find that, you know, the four or five year chunk that you have done one thing has come back and informed, you know, your next move a few years later? Yeah, I mean, like I mentioned with the law example, I I think that it kind of led me in this direction. And even before that, I mean, in film school, I took that law class, which led me Mm -hmm. there. So also, so many of these skills are transferable across disciplines. So like I occasionally use the skills that I acquired in in film school, if I'm like making a video or um, some of those the like storytelling skills can be handy. But yeah, I think that often one thing kind of leads to the next in an organic way, which is pretty cool. Totally. So between the site, Putty Like, and your TEDx talk, it was a completely natural next step to write a book. And you did. Congratulations. <laughs> Yay. Thank you. Um, so you wrote How to Be Everything, which is the, just the best title ever, uh, which was just released in early May. So who is the book for and what kind of advice or resources does it provide? The book is for people who have many passions and don't just want to do one thing. So multi-potentialites. And I felt like there was a lack of practical resources out there for multi-potentialites. You know, there are a handful of books that kind of talk about this phenomenon, some of which are, are quite good, but none of them goes very deeply into the work side of things, like just you know, straight up how do multi-potentialites make a living? (laughs) And then you've got all of these career guides that really help the the approach is like, let's take a test and figure out our aptitudes and our passions and skills and whittle it down to that one perfect fit. (laughs) There you go. That's your job. I totally took one of those in high school. And I think I got (laughs) fitness instructor. I think that's what I (laughs) which I actually was one of the many jobs that I've held. My dad took one years ago in high school, and he got mortician is what they said that my dad should be. And the reason why he got mortician is it said it seems like you're really good with people like under trying circumstances (laughs) which you don't think of when you think of a mortician it's like oh yeah you're dealing with people who are really mourning in mourning right oh i guess that's true i thought that was a sarcastic you know maybe it was maybe he had the most sarcastic teacher in the history of teachers (laughs) (laughs) i've taken versions of that test at three different points when i was in business school right after i graduated and then a couple of years later and i got different answers every single time love it so i feel like that confirms that i'm doing exactly (laughs) what i'm supposed to be doing (laughs) things yeah yeah um so so yeah with with how to be everything i just really wanted to answer this question 
how do you make a living as a multi-potentialite? And so I interviewed about 50 multi-potentialites who self-described as being both happy and financially comfortable. Mm. And then I sent out a couple surveys to a, a few thousand more. And um, I really tried to un- unpack this question um, and provide something really practical with a lot of examples and a lot of exercises to help people kind of create a multifaceted career and life. And then there are other things in there besides just work. There's stuff about productivity. So if you have many passions and projects, how do you make progress on those projects and still explore Mm -hmm. at the same time? Um, And then like a lot of the emotional challenges that multi-potentialites tend to face, like the the fear of not being the best or feeling guilty when you move from one thing to the next or dealing with other people. So I, it's kind of like a, a comprehensive guide for the multi-potentialite. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I've read your writing. You say something like, here's a framework, but also because you're a multi-potentialite, like there could be some other uh, version for you, right? Because that's the nature yeah. of who you are. Did you feel like there were challenges when you were figuring out, you know, how to structure a book about doing a lot of things? Like, what was that process like? Um, yeah, that, that is challenging. <laughs> you know, I don't – I've come to realize that there are many ways to do something and people like to give advice and be like, this is what you have to do. And, of course, that is much clearer. We like getting advice like that. Mm. Um, but the truth is that there are a lot of – often a lot of different approaches that can work. There are multiple mm-hmm. things that work. And especially since I knew I was writing to multi-potentialites who are averse to being told to what to do or to do one thing, the, the approach that I took was to be like, here are some options. Here are things that are working for other people Feel free to mix and match these. You can be a hybrid between these four different work models. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I was very careful not to tell my multi-potentialite readers to choose something. <laughs> <laughs> That's so great. So what's a common fear or concern you hear when you speak with multi-potentialites? You've talked about a couple of them, the fear of not being the best or mm-hmm. you know, the guilt when you decide to move on. What's like that one that is just sort of the broken record every time you give a talk or or on your book tour, someone comes up to you and they think they're the only one struggling from this. And you're like, oh, sweetheart, everyone, <laughs> everyone says this to me. Like, what's that common refrain? Yeah, I think that the um, the existential angst <laughs> of like becoming interested in something and making your whole life about that thing, your whole identity about that thing, mm-hmm. and then eventually losing interest and feeling guilt and shame and also fear like like if this isn't who I am then who am I Mm. and feeling like you lose yourself that is something that I've experienced many times and that a lot of people tell me that they deal with as well and I think that just realizing that you're a multi-potentialite and what that means can help a lot because Mm. now I don't when I become interested in a particular field I don't go into it with the mindset of like this is it. I found my thing. This is this mm-hmm. this thing is my one true calling. So everything else was just leading me here. Now I approach something with like, okay, cool. I know I'm a multi-potentialite and this is what I'm into now and I'm really curious about it and let's see where it goes. Uh, I love yeah. that. Finding your identity one level higher than the thing that you do right now. Right. And sort of yeah. crafting that identity around your curiosity and around your your multiplicity of, you know, things and interests and abilities. 
and using that as sort of here's who I am so that those interests can rotate without it really threatening that existential mm-hmm. identity question. Yeah, and I think it makes us stronger as people too, just not to associate our identity or get such validation from the thing that we do or the thing that we're into and to be like, I'm whole and I'm okay without <laughs> that thing or whatever that thing may I be. I don't know what you're talking about at all. I don't struggle <laughs> from this at all. <laughs> I, I was just thinking the same thing. It is so incredible how much of our identity is become so intertwined in what we do. And I, I see this with people in my life all the time. You know, being an actor, there I, I see so many actors go through this, too. You know, and that's difficult, too, because, you know, your face becomes part of it. Like, everything. It feels like all of you is an actor. And I had a friend the other day who was, like, really excited about this different career that she's working on. But she literally said, she's like, there's just so much shame in thinking about turning from being an actor and doing that, you know? And I was like, oh my gosh, but I could tell that she was so excited about this Mm -hmm. new thing, but just really afraid to let herself go there, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And we're also worried about, you know, letting other people down or kind of messing with other people's expectations or the way that they view us. Mm -hmm. Um, Because Mm -hmm. as a culture, we like to kind of pinpoint people and I don't know if it's something about the way the brain organizes things or if it's just something that we do in our culture. But yeah, that can be scary. That's really true. Yeah. One of the fears, I know I certainly have felt it personally, is the fear of being labeled a dilettante Mm -hmm. as someone who flits from one thing to the next Mm -hmm. and is sort of not very deep or not very committed. And I know that that's not true about me, but I also do know some people at feels true about. So how can you tell, you know, where that defining line is? How how can you tell the difference between a multi-potentially and someone who just is like scatterbrained or not really all that committed or just wants to sample all the things instead of having to actually go deep into anything? Yeah. Um, so this is a tricky question because I feel like if someone wants to just, you know, sample everything, like, go go for it. That's like, you know, I'm saying really... I'm being too judgy. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think what you're actually asking is, like, how can people know if what they're doing is okay? Like, if they're a multi-potentialite or are they a dilettante, you know? I think that to the outside world, the, the, the world doesn't really understand multi-potentialites very well. And sometimes we look at someone and we don't really get what they're doing and we just slap that label onto them. But I think that there's this misconception where you e- either need to be really, really good at one thing, but if you're not, you're just like terrible at everything. <laughs> and actually, yeah. it is very possible to be very good at several things. Mm-hmm. And like, what does that say about what we think of the human spirit that it's like, no, only just one thing, right? Mm-hmm. Like, that's just not what I see when I look out at the world and at the incredible multi-potentialites I know who are doing amazing work and are really effective. Mm-hmm. Um, so it is it is totally possible to be very good at several things. And I also think that we often overvalue technical ability and we lose track of things like passion, creativity, ingenuity, the way mm-hmm. that people combine things. And so like uh, the measure of someone's success and their effectiveness is not necessarily all about how many 
hours they've put in. Sometimes it's about the unique perspective that they bring Mm -hmm. um, or how they've combined other areas with what they're doing. Like the teacher that I mentioned earlier that I had in high school who taught both English and math. I was thinking about this and like she, she was a pretty young teacher. She hadn't been in the field for, for that long, but we all just connected with her so deeply because she was really committed. You know, she was at the beginning of her career. She was really committed to uh, developing relationships with her students. She treated us like as equals um, and she was really creative in the way that she taught and compare that to another teacher who like almost turned me off science because he was, he'd probably been teaching for like 30, 40 years and he was really boring. And that just goes to show that it's not just about experience or how many years you've put into it. There, mm-hmm. there are other factors that matter too. Yeah. And I think it's, I love what you're saying. It's almost about like changing what you value in a way or like allowing yourself to value things that maybe you don't think society around you values mm-hmm. to the same level. Mm-hmm. Because I know for me that, you know, that stigma of, you know, that Christine is talking about of being too scattered or whatever is something that probably I more than anyone else has like put on myself, right? Of like, mm. oh, I'm not going to um, seem like validated by culture or whatever, <laughs> you know, um, because I because it doesn't look like what I think that everyone around me will value, you know, to the same extent. So I love mm-hmm. what you're saying about like elevating different traits um, that people with a lot of interests have, that those are as important uh, mm-hmm. as, as other things. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do, too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On-demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snag a Job is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. 
Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Spectrum One is a big deal. You get Spectrum Internet with the most reliable internet speeds, free advanced Wi-Fi for enhanced security and privacy, and a free Spectrum Mobile Unlimited line with nationwide 5G included, all while saving big. For the big speed, big reliability, and big savings you want, get Spectrum One. Just $49.99 a month for 12 months. Visit spectrum.com slash big deal for full details. Offer subject to change. Valid for qualified residential customers only. Service not available in all areas. Restrictions apply. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. I think another tough thing about having multiple interests is sometimes, you know, you're talking about that Phoenix approach, like you get to a point where you've been working on something for a while and then there is this feeling of like, I totally do want to change and focus Mm -hmm. on something else. But that can feel like starting from square one, like that can feel really overwhelming. Mm -hmm. And so I'm curious about like advice you might have for maybe a mid-career professional, someone who's been at something for a while, who's feeling lost or bored or uninspired. Inspired or like has this little voice inside of them that's saying like, you could totally tackle this thing, but it feels too big a mountain to climb, or it feels too late to start climbing that mountain. Have you encountered anyone who you've seen been able to do that? Or yeah, what would you say about that? Yeah, that's a hard one and really common. You know, I think that actually now people are transitioning more in their careers. I don't know if it's because of the economy or what, but you do see a lot of people in midlife changing paths and trying something new, or maybe people just kind of getting to the point where they're like, this isn't really doing it for me anymore. Or this is this is what I thought was expected of me. And now I want to listen to that little voice inside. It can be helpful to get around the right people. Mm -hmm. To kind of, if you know anyone else who is feeling the same way or has maybe already pursued a big personal goal or has made a big shift in their career and can understand, I think that like often getting around the right people can really help with support and just to make us feel like, like we can do it and like this is okay. I get emails from people who are in their in their 60s sometimes who are like, I tried to specialize my whole life and, and was miserable doing it. And now that I know I'm a multi-potentialite and that other people are living this way, like I'm going to start exploring some of my other interests. So, so that is awesome. It's never too late. And like start small, right? Mm-hmm. Start exploring on the side if you want. Mm-hmm. Um, just baby steps and keep track of your your small wins. So mm-hmm. um, I, I sometimes talk about the idea of having a small wins journal. And <laughs> you just kind of like, it doesn't matter how small the win is, like just jot it down. And um, that can be 
really motivating. Well, one I of the things that. that I think is particularly um, interesting as you talk about how, you know, some of your law school experience actually became very helpful as you mm-hmm. were starting Putty Like or, um, you know, you, as you think about those threads that become organic transitions, I think a lot of times, especially mid-career professionals who, who want to make a big change, maybe even undervalue how much of what they're currently doing might make them totally awesome and qualified and, you know, an untraditional candidate maybe, but they're not necessarily starting from scratch in whatever new field they go into, but the onus lies on them to make those connections, right? Mm -hmm. To, to kind of help wherever, you know, they're going to, whether it's a hiring manager or graduate school application or a bank loan officer who they're going <laughs> to, to get a small business loan bank from, to help them understand how what they've done currently, while it looks very different, could translate and make them really well qualified for this new thing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, stressing those transferable skills, mm-hmm. that is a great approach. Um I interviewed a woman named Mariah Wilberg who worked in social justice and health education. And at one point in her career, she was applying to be a paralegal and she had no experience in the field. And so what she did was she stressed her transferable skills. She talked about how she works in high stress environments with emotional clients, how she meets tight deadlines and just kind of explained how all of these skills that she acquired in her other, her past pursuits, how, and and work experience, how all of those can be helpful and could make her good at this job now. So I think that's really important. That's awesome. I think especially like, I don't, I hate the word soft skills, but especially soft skills like that, where you're talking about, um, you know, mindset and stressors and Mm -hmm. approaches to doing the work, like hard skills, they might be, you know, very discreet, but they're learnable. I I think there's a lot of soft skills where you say, Mm -hmm. look, I know I will be successful in this environment. I might have to learn some jargon or I might have to learn some formulas, but I know that this type of work really works for me. And here's some evidence to that in my previous, you know, life. I think, I mean, that's what I stressed when I was changing from a career at the Metropolitan Opera to go into management consulting at the Boston <laughs> Consulting Group and and tried to make a, a very similar case as, as your, uh, your interviewee, Mariah, that working with opera singers was very similar to working with CEOs of Fortune 100 companies. They're... They're very demanding and they like things the way they like them and, and that I was pretty confident that I'd be able to make them happy. <laughs> yeah, that's great. <laughs> totally. I'm so curious if you've encountered a multi-potentialite who's ultimately realized that they want to pursue one thing, like who's tried out a bunch of stuff and is like, actually, I've tried all this, but really, I'm just going to go for this mm-hmm. one. So I'm just wondering if that ever sort of goes, you know, can go in the other direction. Um, I have seen that, but I think that often what is happening is they have stumbled upon a field that is very interdisciplinary. Mm. So that look, it looks like one thing, but actually it requires a lot of different skills and an understanding of different industries to, to work in that field successfully. So maybe something like urban planning, where there's, I mean, there's so much involved 
or, um, you know, like library science. There's a lot of different things that go into that. Mm -hmm. Architecture, design, environmental policy. Like these are fields where to really understand the work and to do a good job, you need to have an understanding of several other areas. You need to have skills in several areas. Um, So often, yeah, I'll see someone kind of find that perfect field for them or maybe they'll start a business where they're combining many different things but it's like it's one business mm-hmm. so it looks like one thing but actually there's a, they're wearing a lot of different hats I, so that's I, that's what I see happen sometimes I, I mm-hmm. love that Emily like how you're talking about that it really is encouraging us to unpack what we're doing right like it may mm-hmm. feel like you're doing this thing and we love talking about that too of like but but look at all of the different layers that are that are Mm -hmm. within that and that you're drawing on this is it your moment this is your time to make your comeback with purdue global when you come back with a purdue global degree you create opportunity for yourself your family and your future it's a degree you can be proud of a degree that employers will trust and respect purdue global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do, too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, snag a job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position, warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snagajob's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Spectrum One is a big deal. You get Spectrum Internet with the most reliable internet speeds, free advanced Wi-Fi for enhanced security and privacy, and a free Spectrum Mobile Unlimited line with nationwide 5G included, all while saving big. For the big speed, big reliability, and big savings you want, get Spectrum One. Just $49.99 a month for 12 months. Visit Spectrum.com slash big deal for full details. Offer subject to change. Valid for qualified residential customers only. Service not available in all areas. Restrictions apply. 
Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. We just had an episode just a couple weeks ago talking with some high school seniors who are about to graduate and go to college <laughs> and are feeling like they don't know how to put all of their interests together and are feeling a little bit of pressure from the adults, the well-meaning adults <laughs> yes. in their lives who love them, to have a plan. So what's your best advice, especially for you know high school and college students today in 2017, which is very different even from when mm-hmm. we all graduated? from from college yeah what's your best advice for them as they think about you know the opportunity to explore that they have ahead of them in college but also the like how do you kind of figure out maybe not your life path but maybe your first step after college mm-hmm. um so college is a great time to explore i think that there's I mean, obviously, there's a lot of pressure to kind of like hone hone in on a major and to specialize. But if you can, like, take multiple majors, add in minors, like, take as many different classes as you're allowed to take. That's my advice as far as college goes. Um, Or if you want to specialize, try and find one of these interdisciplinary areas. Like, when I focused in on filmmaking, I mean, that sounds like I'm just picking one thing, but actually, when I would... (laughs) produce a film it's like there's the writing directing um film scoring the scoring the editing the production side of things there's like the art direction you know i i had like a team but i ended up like in my credits at the end my name came up like 20 times yeah. i love doing all the different things um totally so and also some schools are more into kind of the liberal arts approach and are, are a little bit more interdisciplinary so kind of thinking about that and thinking about how you can study a lot of different areas that would be my advice as far as education goes when it comes to getting out into the world and starting a career it's true like things are so different now and often the well-meaning grown-ups who give us advice like just <laughs> aren't up to date with like what what's going on i mean the average i think the average american changes jobs every 4.2 years or something like and you're going to have like like 13 jobs over the course like there are (laughs) statistics showing this right um and with the economy and how everything is changing so quickly fast company published a series of articles a couple years ago on generation flux which is you know kind of what they call us and what we're (laughs) having to become and they made the point that being adaptable is the most valuable skill because we don't really know where things are going. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think being comfortable with adaptability and being able to kind of take on challenges and look for opportunities and morph between different roles, getting comfortable with that idea is really powerful. 
That's such good advice. And also, Emily, I am so glad to finally meet you because I feel like we would have been friends in college. Same. (laughs) I mean, I I distinctly remember one of the first productions that I directed where my name was also seven different points in the program because I also built the set and was a musical director and did the props. And I mean, that was all of the things. That was me. That was like me last month, you know, with Math Boy. It doesn't stop. But I love that because I think that there's this pressure when you're at that age to like explain to your parents what you're doing. And it's really hard to explain things that are not like they were, you know, in the world or that are new or filled with intersections. So it's just like having the confidence to be able to say like, yeah, this is what I'm doing. And also to be like, yeah, my, my parents might not get this. Other people might not get this right now, mm-hmm. but that's okay. I'm not going to find validation in that. I'm going to find validation in my, my passion about my curiosity about, you know, mm-hmm. what I'm figuring out right now, you know, yeah. being in And the it. other thing I, I made sure to ask everyone I interviewed for my book, like whether they had their parents' approval and how that whole process went. Mm. And the people who said that their family like really didn't get it or tried to pressure them into specializing, almost everyone said that eventually they came around. You know, once they Mm. saw that they were happy and they were making it work. And that they weren't like starving or whatever, that they were like <laughs> doing all right. Mm-hmm. Um, they kind of backed off and, and were like, okay. And sometimes even became quite proud of their child, their adult child. <laughs> um, so I, I think that, yeah, the people in our lives, parents just want you to be safe and mm-hmm. they want to make sure you're going to like be able to support yourself. And specializing often just seems like a, safer path to that. Mm. And it's not really true anymore that um, specializing will will lead to security. So yeah, you know, I mean, it's kind of a crappy answer to just be like, give it time. But often often people do come around as you do your thing and you make it. I mean, I think your point of specializing is actually not the safer path is a really Mm -hmm. strong one right now. I mean, the entire, Mm -hmm. if you look at sort of post 2008 world, and even as we look forward, and I just got back from the TED conference, and there was all this talk about AI and machine learning and the future of jobs and entire industries Mm -hmm. um, be wiped out. And we don't know when, we don't know you know, how we're going to accommodate all of those workers in the economy in a different way. And I would actually argue to your point of adaptability and and Fast Company's point with their uh, research, that in fact, being a multi-potentialite is a way safer career path <laughs> in, in this like uncertainty of a future we have in front of us than specializing all the way down, you know, to a field that might not exist in 10 years. Yeah. It's true. And I mean, that has happened. People have specialized and then the industry goes under and they feel like they don't have any other skills. So I mean, imagine yeah. being like a manufacturer of, mm-hmm. you know, the ink for typewriters like, right. And, right. and having machines that only are able to make that ink. And then all of a sudden we don't need that anymore. Yeah. Well, and to your point that you just made, Emily, like something that's so great is that having a lot of interests, there is a built in self-examination that goes with that. Like if you're going to figure out how to use those interests, it's like pinpointing that adaptability is a skill that you have, right? Because mm-hmm. to a lot of people might be like, oh, I didn't realize I was adaptable, right? <laughs> Discovering that will only like strengthen your likelihood to continue to succeed in whatever, you know, mm-hmm. the world throws mm-hmm. at you. Well, yeah, and it and ensures I... that you're a lifelong learner. You've just decided that 
to be a multi-potentialite and to change all the things that you do from time to time requires that you, there's never a point where you're like, okay, got it. I can uh, get on cruise control now and just live my life because I know all the things. <laughs> right. Yeah. And and who would want that? Right. Because you would hit right. a point where you're like, uh, I need a new challenge like this. I got this. Like, yeah. I'm ready for something <laughs> new. And also, I think that the more you explore, the more you're like a beginner and you're in that awkward phase where you're like trying to... <laughs> figure out how to do this thing. Um, the more you do that and the more you learn things, new things, the easier it becomes and the more comfortable you get with um, the kind of early learning curves. Totally. So speaking of learning curves, I am interested. Emily, what's something big and crazy that you think you might take on in, let's call it the next 10 years? <laughs> um <laughs> this is a, this the question cracks me up a little bit because I actually don't have a good answer for you. Um, <laughs> I feel like I've just done a lot of really big things um, between <laughs> the book and like in the last year. I've, the book has come out. I've gotten married. I bought a house, my first house. Oh my god! I gosh. feel like I've done a lot of really big things recently. Yeah. I mean, those Congrats. just seem really pedestrian. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I kind of am looking forward to a little bit of a break. And I know that there's going to be something new coming, but I don't know what that thing is yet. Mm-hmm. Um, I... So I have no doubt that I will, I'll do something big in the next 10 years. I just, I don't know what that is. And I'm kind of excited about that. That is such a great answer. And I also just love the ownership of taking a little bit of a break. That's so important, particularly after these big periods of creation, uh, and, and it sounds like in all aspects of your life, that's yeah. that's really that's it's an exciting place to be. I'm excited to see what what comes next. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. had proper celebrations of each and every one of those because I feel like when you when you do a lot of things at once and all of the deadlines kind of come together or all of the deliverables always kind of fall on top of each other that you get to the end and you're exhausted and you plop down in a chair and maybe someone hands you a glass of something (laughs) old and you're like, woo, I did it. And then you go to sleep and then you wake up and you're like, okay, what's next? Right. Yeah. Maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm projecting, but I hope that you had a chance to celebrate each and every one of those wins because those are huge life moments. Um, I definitely can relate to that. I'm I'm not as good at (laughs) celebrating as I should be. And I, I should do some more celebrating. That's a good reminder. <laughs> Maybe Absolutely. that can be your project for the next year. Get <laughs> celebrate it. Just how many <laughs> bottles of champagne can you pop? Let's just make that a fun challenge. <laughs> well, I think it's like there's a fear there. It's like if I'm like, okay, cool, I did a great job. Like, let's enjoy it. It's like you want to just be like, okay, what's the next thing? Like, I don't, I, you know, there's like once you gain success in some areas, there's the fear of losing it. Um, and so you're like, hey, what's next? What's next? Um, so I totally get that impulse. But. Well, I just got engaged over Thanksgiving. And of course, immediately everyone says, when is the date? When are you getting married? You know, I think it is such a cultural <laughs> thing. Of, and like, as can soon, I enjoy being engaged? Yes. And as soon as we get <laughs> yeah, married, it'll be it. like, it's when great. are you having a baby? But it really is this cultural momentum that I think it might be like, what do you want to be when you grow up? Just like a conversation starter that has turned into this like huge pressure, maybe. 
you know? Um, I don't know. That's, that's one theory that I'm going to throw out there. But I think like what, what you're feeling, yeah, we all feel because I think that like we're surrounded by that. So it is the bold move to say, I'm going to take a little downtime and I'm going (laughs) to drink some champagne or or however you celebrate. Cupcakes. Big fan of cupcakes. Yeah. (laughs) In the spirit of moving things forward i'm sorry it's it's a terrible segue but it's time <laughs> that we wrap this up and move things forward so we end with the lightning round oh boy uh, this is a fun uh, i know it's it's super fun uh, um a tldne uh, tradition mm-hmm. where we're going to ask you just a couple of questions maybe borderline silly they're not supposed to be taken all that seriously and the fun is that you get to answer with the first thing that pops into your head. You shouldn't think too much about it and don't have to explain it or defend it. Um, and we will do our best not to ask follow-up questions. You know what? I think that our lightning round is a type of celebration in and of itself. <laughs> I'm just going to put that in there. There it's you like go. Celebrating where we I are right now. I should have right let now. you make that transition. You're always better at those. I don't know. You know I stretch really far <laughs> to, to sometimes do that. Okay. Here we go with the lightning round. Are you ready? I guess so. (laughs) Enthusiasm for you. Question number one: What are you reading right now? Um, What am I reading right now? I'm reading Guy Winch's book, uh, "Emotional First Aid." It's quite good. I have not heard of this. We'll have to add it to our list. Okay, Kate, over to you. Emily, you're doing so well already. Uh, Okay, question two: What was the last thing that made you go, "Wow"? I'm trying to deliver that as well as Christina has in past episodes. She's very good at that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, Your shout outs at the beginning of this episode. I'm blushing again. That's so exciting. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay. Question three. What's something you've recently added to your Venn diagram? Maybe a new interest that you're just sort of beginning to pursue on the side. Yeah. So I recently moved to an island in Canada, in in BC, and I'm getting really into outdoorsy stuff. So I've been doing a lot of hiking, and I'm getting pretty stoked about the idea of learning how to drive a boat and eventually getting a boat. So I haven't really started exploring that yet, but I'm I'm excited about it. (laughs) A boat with a motor or a boat with a sail? (laughs) A boat with a motor, probably. That sounds fantastic. Uh, perfect. I broke my own rule. <laughs> That's okay, Christina. I, I I'm I'm not one to judge at all based on past performance. <laughs> um, that's a perfect segue into our next question, which is Canada themed, because we know you live in Canada. You have also lived in Oregon. What's a myth about Canada that you're ready to take down? What's something that people don't really know about Canada, or something that they think about Canada that's not true? Yeah, um, we don't all talk like that. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> um, awesome. You know, like when I started, when I moved to the States, there are, and people would do Canadian accents. Being from Montreal, I'm like, what are you talking like? It's not, and maybe it's just like a city thing versus a rural thing, or maybe it's because we've got like the French influence in Montreal, <laughs> but I don't know. Um Say the word (laughs) S-O-R-R-Y. Sorry. Oh, man. You're right. You don't have that. See? Yes. Emily talks like a person. (laughs) This is You know what, Emily? That's how I feel every time I watch the Californians. Like that SNL sketch about how people in California talk and they're, ah, ah, they basically sound like that. It's a heightened, a heightening of a reality. 
So he's say. saying that there is a diversity of people in an entire country <laughs> to our north, and we should not make stereotypes. Is that what you're saying? Exactly. Oh, <laughs> lovely. But I mean, you know, I, I have met people who have like the quote Canadian accent and they're lovely. So, you know, no hate. I love so that. I grew up in Michigan and we have a borderline Canadian accent in Michigan. And Ooh. and so I, I do understand it. I never heard it until I went back recently a couple of years ago and I was like, oh, yeah, that totally is an accent. Yeah. Yeah. Um, OK, we went off topic. Question five. We're going to wrap this up classic closing out of the lightning round give us a shout out for a woman who's doing awesome things in one of your fields who's maybe a little under the radar and our listeners might want to check out her work okay so there's a woman named amy ung that's ng who lives in malaysia and i actually interviewed her for my book she is running a website called Pika Land, which is all about illustration and creativity. Um, and she's also, she teaches an entrepreneurship class at a college over there. And I don't think she's still doing this, but when I interviewed her, she was also the creative lead at an advertising agency. Um, so three like pretty different things that she enjoys for different reasons. And I find her work really inspiring. Her, her community is really cool. So yeah, she's awesome. That's very cool. Love it. Well, Emily, it has been such a joy to have you on the show today. Thank you Absolutely. so much. Uh, totally. for, Thank for you so much on. for having me. This was so much fun. <laughs> yes. And to our listeners who can't get enough of Emily, not only can you check out puttylike.com or buy her book, How to Be Everything, you can also enter to win a free copy That's of her book. right. Check out How to Enter on Twitter at Admiral Hopper or on Instagram at Admiral Hopper this week when... When the episode first comes out, you have a chance to get your own free copy. Otherwise, head to Amazon, pick it up there. It's a great book. You should celebrate big. Absolutely. <laughs> Thanks so much. Thanks, Thanks. Emily. Bye. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. 
Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell, ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy, and we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org.